worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Park. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the book of Psalms, Psalm 139, beginning at verse 1. O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go, if I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest ocean, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. O God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you murderers. They blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. O Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred, for your enemies are my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Lord, thank you, Lord, for the fact that your word is an eternal word. Your wisdom is eternal wisdom and your grace is eternal grace that blesses us and ministers to us in ways we don't even fully comprehend. Lord, empower us to be a people that are committed to you and to your word and committed to standing for life. More and more stir us as the church to be passionate the way you would have us to about the spread of the gospel and passionate to stand for life and teach us how to do that effectively and faithfully in our world and in our culture. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Isaac Jackson. Isaac is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Hey, Father, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you so much for loving us first. Thank you so much for the blood of your son and his sacrifice to die for our sins so that we could have the opportunity to spend eternity with you in heaven. Thank you so much, Father, for being the God of life, the God of love, for um, caring about even the smallest things in our lives and for giving us the opportunity to love you back. Father, I pray 
uh, for Pastor Joseph as he goes through uh, this broadcast, that you'd speak to him and through him, and that you'd grow us, Pastor Joseph, and the listeners to be more mature and to get to know you more. In your holy name, amen. 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 Thank you, Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We're honored to have with us once again, Jorel Godsey. He's the president of the ministry, Heartbeat International. And Brother Jorel, how are you today? Oh, doing well. Thank you, Pastor Joseph, for the opportunity to join you. Always good to have you. And again, we think so very highly of you and the work of Heartbeat, a ministry that's touching the world in so many important ways in the kingdom of God. Would you take time now to further introduce yourself and then further introduce uh, for many? Now, of course, many people would know of Heartbeat, but then there are those who may not know what Heartbeat is all about. Sure. Well, Heartbeat actually came into existence uh, out of the early, early days of the pro-life movement. There were a number of people that were focusing on, of course, the legislation. They were watching the laws change. You know, this is the late late 60s, early 70s. And they were watching those things happen with uh, horror. And they were, of course, saying, what's going on? Like, we have to change this. And so they were mobilizing uh, but meanwhile, there was a group that was saying, well, what about the women who, as the abortion laws were changing, well, what about them? Can, you know, are, are they being lured into something that they don't really want? And of course, that we know is true of abortion um, uh, overall. And so they were the ones that said, well, we, we know this will get straightened out and we'll figure this, all this stuff out and get this right quickly. Of course, that didn't happen for more than 50 years. But they are the ones that said we needed to, we need to do something to make sure that women have and can access alternatives to abortion, and so they created this group that says tie them all together, called Alternatives to Abortion International, which later became Heartbeat International. And I have had the privilege of uh, working at Heartbeat and working in this movement now for many many years, and I'm grateful for the kind of kind compassionate outreach that is uh, is a major part of the pro-life movement is helping women not need abortion and so that's what we do uh, that's what i've you know i've run a local pregnancy center uh, uh, as well and that's what every one of those do is making sure that women have a place to turn and are not left alone in this situation because as you know uh, pa- pastor joseph every woman should be loved and supported in her pregnancy. Pregnancy is not a sin. Uh, it's, not, it's something that we should respond to. It's God's act uh, of creation. It's not something that's a human mechanism, although sometimes, you know, our, the culture that we live in suggests that that's the case. Um, and so it's our opportunity to run in and help her. And we do that in a number of ways, uh, supporting local pregnancy health centers. Uh, we have a 24-7 call center called Option Line, which uh, is, is uh, there to help uh, women who are looking for help to f- get them connected to that local resource near them. And then we also operate something called Abortion Pill Rescue Network, which has become something that's become critical in the last number of years as the abortion industry has moved from surgical abortion to chemical abortion, the abortion pill uh, and and the like. Um, this uh, reality that women taking that pill and then regretting it is be- has only grown. And so uh, we've been uh, stepping into that since actually 2018. We didn't start the network, but we, we, we were able to pick it up from the work that Dr. Delgado had done and, and getting it started and make it larger and broader. And so we've now had uh, folks reach out to us in more than 75 countries, I believe, and all across the U.S. and uh, helping people every day who are regretting the decision to take that first abortion pill. And if they're still in that 72-hour window, we at least have something to offer them that may help them. 
Okay, okay. Would you take a moment now specifically to pray for listeners to to really have ears to hear uh, all the Lord is going to share with them in it? Because amongst other things, I believe that there will be people that will hear things that God is going to call them to do, which might be in part in support of their local pregnancy clinic or a local pro-life ministry. But there are those who probably God is going to have them to start a brand new work to help address some of these issues. But would you pray for our listeners to be listening to the Spirit of God as He speaks to them through the broadcast today? Absolutely. So, Father, I thank you that you call people to this work. Lord, you call them in different ways. You call those uh, to jump in and to to be uh, part of it on a daily basis and to raise up organizations and 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 ministries that really provide this service on an ongoing basis. But I also pray, Lord, for those who out of um, out of your uh, choreography, you bring people into their sphere. You bring people into their maybe even a family member who is wrestling with an unplanned or unexpected pregnancy, and you get, you give them and can speak wisdom to them, and that you you can use folks like us, Lord, to help them in their in, as they serve those folks as they speak life into those situations. But Lord, you train our hands for the work. You uh, inspire our hearts with the message, and you download what we need in those moments to speak life and to champion the the life that you give and to champion you, the giver of life. So wherever they are in that spectrum, whatever they're feeling and however that whatever opportunity they have, Lord, I, I thank you that your Holy Spirit empowers them to do it with, uh, with your might and not their own, with your wisdom and not just their own. Uh, but all, all you seek, Lord, is a willing heart, willing hands to, uh, to speak life and to do that work. And I thank you for each of them that will respond to that call and say, yes, Lord, I'll do that as you present the opportunity. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jarrell. Uh, Jarrell, would it be correct or accurate to say that Heartbeat International is basically a resource ministry that largely helps pregnancy clinics both in the U.S. and internationally as well? Then, Would that be a correct description? They, that very much like that's how we, we came into existence. We, all, of course, are also reaching out directly to clients. Uh, to, you know, to those that are actively in that um, valley of decision, not wanting to go. And when we can connect them, then, of course, we're going to uh, look to connect them to those local ministries as well. So, yes, we are all about pregnancy help. We're all about advancing and unifying uh, the pregnancy you know, the work of pregnancy help, uh, both in the U.S. and around the globe. So wherever that's happening, and that's not just pregnancy centers. Mm-hmm. We also uh, involve maternity homes. We're also working with some nonprofit adoption agencies and some other, some other entities that are all about helping her wherever she is, whether she's in a, a state that has, you know, newly constrained abortion uh, or a state that is fully funding abortion. We have all of those, of course, in the U.S., um, and so wherever they are, we really want to help her not need abortion and not feel like that's the only path that she has before her. And that's, a, you know, that to me, that's an extension of the church. That's the church in action. Uh, almost everybody that we're, that is involved with us come from the church community because they're the ones that are inspired by the Holy Spirit to make that happen. Um, and, and that's the privilege and pleasure that Heartbeat has is to work with those who are feeling that call and walking out that call on a regular basis. Okay. Well, you know, something I think of, Jarrell, that's a powerful truth for us to be mindful of, we who are uh, the church. And, you know, I, I think of this, that a ministry like Heartbeat and so many pregnancy ministries and other ministries that are out there, I think it's helpful to understand that uh, these ministries that we're a part of are very much the church. 
and they're the, they're the church as well as extensions of the church as well. And it's the church carrying out the, the work, basically being the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. And one of the great needs, I believe, in our culture is pointing people back to the Word of God as our foundation to, for understanding and culture. You know, in Scripture, it's powerful to think of this, that a women longed to be mothers. They loved being mothers. They liked having abundance of children and uh, often just just felt terrible when they couldn't have children in Scripture. There's so, there's so many ways in which God's Word clearly lets us know that God says, choose life, and He says, you shall not murder. So it's not ambiguous. The Bible is very clear where to choose life, and so it's important that the, the church is giving God's heart and His counsel on this issue as well. Uh, would you uh, take a moment to pray for the church specifically, that it would get so much more vi- vibrantly involved with the work of Standing for Life. Yes, happy to. I, I totally agree, Pastor jo- Joseph, is that the, the idea is really the work of that's happening in pregnancy centers and maternity homes is the, it's like it's Jesus, but with skin on it, right? You know, we are the hands and feet, as you said, Mm-hmm. Uh, doing essentially the work of Jesus and those things. So that is the opportunity that we have, is to really represent the gospel in action. And uh, and it's very much the Church that uh, is is doing that, and we need more of it. So that's certainly what I would I will pray for. Father, would, I thank you, would, Lord. Would you, you, I'm sorry, we're, we're, we're just about to go into a break, so I'm going to ask if you don't mind waiting until the other side of the break to pray, though. But Happy to. I yeah. do want to ask you to comment further on the need for the Church to really get much more vibrantly involved, because, okay. again, the Church is so pivotal in so many ways, yet too often, and I, I speak as a pastor, there's so much more your average pastor can and needs to be doing, but often is not quite doing. So... If you'll share further on that, pray about that, as well as share further on the other side of the break. We'll do that, okay? Happy to. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest today is Jarrell Godsey. He's the president of Heartbeat International. We'll be right back. Chris Tomlin with Amazing Grace. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Jarrell Godsey. He's the president of Heartbeat International. Jarrell, as we begin this segment, would you go ahead now and pray specifically for the church, that the church would grow in its understanding of the tremendous place it has in helping to the cause and the work of standing for life and against abortion? Certainly. 
Well, Father, uh, we thank you that you give us the gift of life and uh, that you inspire us, Lord, to uh, speak on behalf, to work on behalf, and to uh, continue to look for opportunities to share the gospel of life. Oh, Lord, not just the idea that uh, once, uh, once we have living our life that we can uh, be secured in heaven uh, through your gospel, but also the fact that the gospel of life extends to that very uh, beginning. And we thank you, Lord, that you use us and that you call the church to even greater works. Lord, the, the, truly, the fields are white to harvest. Uh, and there are those that are being led to slaughter. Lord, thank you, Father, for those that have already been uh, standing in the gap uh, for the littlest among us who are threatened by abortion. Thank you for helping us to stand in the gap for those who are being lured into it, thinking it's the only path. Uh, Lord, we know that there is need for more, and I thank you, Lord, that you call upon those who are sitting in the pews wondering what they could do. Call upon the the pastors, Lord, to to speak about the ability to reach into dark places and to bring the, the, the light of the gospel of life into those areas. And I thank you that you empower and equip people to be mobilized, uh, again, whether it's right near them or it's uh, in, in, in close conversations with very familiar faces, or it's, uh, it's like through a pregnancy help organization where they are willing to step into the lives of complete strangers uh, with the absolute confidence that, that you are there with them and that you'll help them to champion life uh, with those that they encounter. So, Father, I thank you for that need. Uh, surely as the, as the issue has become a, a very hot topic in our land in, in the last couple of years and has been for 50 or more than half a century, we thank you, Lord, that you empower the Church uh, to, to speak life into the very situations uh, where it needs to be spoken most. Thank you for that, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we're grateful that you can be with us again for this, at least this final segment, though. But, uh, Jarrell, I wanted to ask if you'll, uh, whatever's on your heart as the president of Heartbeat International, some things that you'd like to share or maybe invite listeners to pray about. But what are some things that are on your mind and your heart that are uppermost that you'd invite others to, to be mindful of and to pray about? Well, I appreciate that. The, you know, the the biggest thing is to be mindful that it is a war. There is a really a war against uh, the the preborn, the unborn, however you want to say it. Uh, there is a it's an active war where the culture, the secularized culture that we are facing in, is really warring against the purpose and plan of God. And and what I, what surprises me is when I see Christians too easily buy into that. And it really uh, comes, kind of becomes evident when you understand that uh, in one moment, when, when someone you know that's close to us that's looking to have a baby is suddenly pregnant, we we say congratulations. And then in another moment where we realize that there that that person wasn't wanting to be pregnant but is now pregnant, then we say something different. But the truth is that God's action is the same in both instances. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that, that you know, those, the circumstances surrounding that are not, but God's involvement and the fact that He is a God of life, and of course, as you said earlier, you know, He calls us to choose life. Those are things that we need to be also choosing life in the moment, even when there is a dilemma, and say, well, praise the Lord, congratulations, God is doing something important here, and, mm-hmm. and, then, and then enter into on God's side. That's been the thing that's been in, in, on my heart to make sure that we remind believers of. And I can, I can kind of emphasize the fact that there is a war on, you know, in our culture, and this is where we see some of the states have been doing um, 
doing some things that show that they really are not about caring for women. And the more that they advance chemical abortion, uh, for instance, they're taking away rules. This has happened at the federal level mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. They're taking away rules that protect women's health. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, in Colorado, they've, they, they're trying to outlaw abortion pill reversal, which is something that a woman is seeking to do something where she can change, have one last chance to change her mind. And mm-hmm. then most recently, we, we just had this happen where Heartbeat was sued because uh, we promote abortion pill reversal. We were sued by the state of California, the attorney general there, uh, who is claiming that th- these things are fraudulent and misleading. And of course, we don't believe that. We have science that proves otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, the, this is the fact, this is our own government in certain areas, you know, pick, taking up the call and standing against the purpose of life, standing against uh, a women choosing life. And that is something that shows that they're really not about being pro-choice. They're really about, then are about being pro-abortion. Mm-hmm. And we always need to be standing in that place of championing life. And that's what the church should always find itself doing, is speaking in the same way that God speaks, right? You, you remind us all, always that so well, to remember to anchor ourselves in the Word of God. And it is the Word of God that says we should choose life because He has chosen life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jura, I think of this, too, that, like, uh, uh, you know, we're not too far away from the Christmas season, and the Christmas season is a mm. powerful and wonderful example uh, of what the Word of God clearly teaches us about the importance of life. We see the birth of our Savior, again, a young teenager who, in many instances, would have been encouraged, you need to abort, to marry, uh, but thank God she carried the Messiah and was the mother of the Messiah. And, and of course, Elizabeth, John the Baptist's mother, if, if a, a modern doctor had been her doctor, probably would have told her, you're going to die in childbirth. You better not try to birth this child. But the reality is God's word affirms life. It calls for us to stand for life. It tells us to choose life. And it's so important that the church is clear on caring and proclaiming to the world the counsel of God. So... Uh, I, I there's a song that's been that's been popularized in recent uh, months, uh, and it's called "More Than Able." Mm-hmm. You know, and it's such a celebration of the God being more than able. But there's a line in there. It says, "Who am I to deny what the Lord can do?" Mm-hmm. And the Lord can do amazing things. And we have so many stories of like of of births that happen into dire situations. And you called it out the best one. Like that's a that seems like a dire situation. No place to stay, mm-hmm. you know, on the road traveling, uh, on, only the comfort of animals and in a in a very dirty place. Mm-hmm. And yet God was doing something amazing here, and that means that God can do the same thing in others' lives. And we as believers have to be the ones to make sure that we do not deny what the Lord can do in those situations, and that we carry the word of hope, we carry the voice of life. And we champion the giver of life, of course, who is involved, very much involved in that situation. That's so true, so true. Uh, Gerald, could you share maybe, uh, does a story or, or two come to mind of an instance where, like, uh, where where's abortion pill reversal, which, again, when believers learn what that is, it's a wonderful procedure that has helped save a lot of babies. Yet, mm-hmm. sadly, it's well, tragic to think that somebody would try to outlaw such a wonderful thing. Would you share a story that comes to mind of why and when, when that happened and the result? 
Sure. The, the, this is there's several of these. There's several that are similar to this one, but uh, you know, uh, someone I've, I've become well acquainted with, she took that first pill, and as as our listeners probably know, that the abortion pill is not one pill; it's two. The first pill is mifepristone, uh, which was designed for this specific purpose. Uh, then the second one is misoprostol, which actually is something that gets used uh, to help uh, women deliver, right? So, but in a, an abortion pill, they take the first pill, which starves the baby of progesterone, and then the second pill is designed to expel the baby. That, that's that's the abortion pill process. Well, the, as as the most common story that we hear is that she felt like she had no other option, no other chance, no other choice, and she takes that first pill, and then something unlocks in her mind, and and Pastor Joseph. If 75% of the women who contact us on the, on the abortion pill rescue hotline do so within the first 24 hours. And some, some of them have actually called us from the abortion clinic or from where they got those pills and taking that first pill. That's how immediate the regret sets in. And they're desperate. What can I do? How can I, can I do anything? And, and of course, unfortunately, when they've tried to reach back to the abortion provider and said, can I do anything? Their answer is no. But in fact, we know that, that the first pill is designed to block progesterone. And so as, as has happened now, it happened for the first time in 2006. So what is that? 17 years ago, uh, someone, a doctor learned or, or used this tool that, well, what if I introduce more progesterone? So in essence, kind of flood the zone with progesterone to outcompete the mifepristone, which, which is trying to deny or block the progesterone. And now that's happened. Uh, you know, that protocol was established and has been refined and even made better over the years. And we can see as many as uh, the statistics show us as many as two-thirds uh, of those that that uh, attempt that in the in the time frame that mm-hmm. we mentioned inside of 72 hours have actually gone on to see their baby survive that uh, abortion attempt and now we count uh, uh more than 4500 lives have been saved through mm-hmm. abortion pill reversal process so we celebrate each one of those and i uh, honestly pastor joseph i i've held some of those uh, kids in my hand. Uh, the oldest one now is going to be 17, that very first one. Hmm. She's going to have a, a 17th birthday this year. We're excited for that. But mm-hmm. some of you know some of them I've watched grow up, and some of them are playing um, uh, football, and they're playing baseball. They're on the they're you know they're on the academic teams. Like this is the beauty of that wo- that woman in her desperation found us, and we were able to connect them with that life giving care that is abortion pill reversal, for which we are grateful. Well, so if someone listening is wanting just well, maybe just to learn more about Heartbeat, but also wants to find out the hotline and how they can uh, maybe even use it as a referral, uh, what website should they go to to find that, that information? Well, to find us, you can certainly heartbeatinternational.org is the best place to go. The other one I would want to make sure that they have is optionline.org, um, because optionline.org is, is uh, the call center that answers calls, whether they're, they're in the midst of the abortion or not, whether they're thinking about it, whether they just know that they need help and want to talk to someone, that's optionline.org. And then they're the ones that answer the, the first call to abortion pill reversal. And if someone is in the protocol, they've taken that first pill, then they will connect them immediately 
directly to our nurses that are on the abortion pill rescue network. So the best course that I would tell everybody is optionline.org, uh, which is 800-712-HELP. Uh, so, and, and you can go to optionline.org as actually a locator. You can find the local center near you. If you just want to know, hey, who's near me? Can I go and celebrate them and, and bless them? Then that would be the source I would refer them to. If they want to know more about abortion pill reversal and what it, what it is, what it means, you know, what are the, what are the, the, the information around that, they can go to abortionpillreversal.com as well. Okay. Okay, then. And uh, how would you like to ask the, the church to both pray for heartbeat as well as like if someone uh, also just wants to give financially help support the great work that Heartbeat is doing, uh, well, basically go to the same website, correct? Yes, Heart, Heartbeat International would be the best place for that. Um, we, you know, we certainly would be blessed by the support. And if they want to help their local center, optionline.org, they can go find who's closest to them and help them as well. Uh, we certainly appreciate that. I, as far as you know, making sure that people are involved, you know, uh, the affirmation of a of a financial gift is amazing. Uh, but just making sure that they're aware that there is help, you know, that's exactly what we call it. We feel like we're the we're the specialized special forces of the church, you know, about this issue. You don't have to know everything about it, but our team knows knows everything about it and would be glad to help someone get connected or even just learn more if they just want to know and understand more. That's what we're here for. Mm. And it it really would be wise if churches were even open to having Bible studies slash uh, workshops to explain the whole reality behind chemical abortion and abortion pill reversal because you know, Jarrell, one of the sad realities is there's a lot of ignorance about this whole reality. Lots of people don't, lots of pastors or believers don't know what a chemical abortion is, much less what abortion pill reversal is about. But uh, that's, you- so, that's so true, uh, Pastor Joseph, because the, the, the abortion paradigm, big abortion paradigm, has been shifting towards chemical abortion. We know that, uh, well, the stats show us that this year, uh, the chemical abortion will make up almost 80% of all abortions that are happening in the U.S. So it's it's a very hidden transition uh, in, in as far as our, you know the church is concerned, but it's something that people need to be aware of, which because if there's more chemical abortions, then there's actually more opportunity to help women who regret that and perhaps even help them reverse that decision if they've taken the first pill. Mm. So that's one more reason why any believer would be wise to learn about what mm-hmm. the option line is about and how to get in touch as well, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, Jarrell, thank you so much for being with us today. And again, it's always a privilege to have you to come on and share just insight and wisdom about the life issue and share about the great things Heartbeat is doing. Uh, share one more time if they want to just get in touch with Heartbeat International, learn more about Heartbeat or get involved with being further educated uh, where and what website do they need to go to? Yeah, heartbeatinternational.org. All right. Thank you so much, Jarrell. Father, thank you, Lord, for Heartbeat International. Thank you for your hand of grace upon this ministry. Thank you for Jarrell and his staff and the great things they're doing both in the U.S. and in many other nations of the world. Father, anoint the ministry with a fresh and mighty anointing more and more. Raise up more intercessors, people that will pray much for the work of Heartbeat and intercessors that will pray for their local pregnancy clinics and intercessors that will pray for ministries that are on the front lines of the life issue. We thank you and praise you for them. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks, Jarrell, for being with us today. Thank you, Pastor Joseph. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back. 
Music of Phillips, Craig, and Dean with the Revelation Song. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. Uh, in the first two segments, we had the privilege of having Mr. Jarrell Godsey. He's the president of Heartbeat International, a great ministry that's doing great work to help, amongst other things, support and work with the ministry of pregnancy clinics not only in the United States of America, but also in many other nations as well. And so once again, if you're wanting more information about Heartbeat, you can go to heartbeatinternational.org, again, heartbeatinternational.org, or if you're wanting more information about specifically about the option lines, the hotlines that they have available to help women and to learn about abortion pill reversal, go to optionline.org, Again, that's optionline.org, or to call Heartbeat, you can call 1-800-172-4357. Again, that's 1-800-172. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the that's the helpline. Excuse me. The helpline is 1-800-172-4357. Again, that's 1-800-172-4357. That is the uh, the helpline that you can call there. Well, again, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. And on an ongoing basis, one of our goals is to encourage every single listener to seek the Lord about what he'd have you to do to be involved in the work of, obviously, on an ongoing basis, being a witness for Christ, sharing the gospel, doing the work of discipleship. But also, our encouragement is that you would pray and say, Lord, show me what you want me to do to help to stand boldly for life and against the tragedy of abortion. Show me how you want to use me in my life to help end the tragedy of abortion in our world. That's an important goal. You know, just a few of many scriptures that speak to this issue that clearly give us God's counsel, God's heart in this matter, because some may mistakenly make the statement that they think, well, the Bible doesn't have much to say about the abortion issue. Well, keep in mind, it has a lot to say about it. And one important truth to be mindful of is abortion is just another word for murder. It's a way to take innocent, it's taking the innocent life of a baby in the womb. But uh, the word murder depicts what abortion is, and specifically first-degree murder. Now, as harsh as that may sound, that's reality. So it's important to know, yes, God's Word speaks powerfully to this issue. I'm going to share a few scriptures that speak further to it. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20 tell us, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today, that I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days that you may dwell, excuse me, that, that, that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give them. Again, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20. Then, then Exodus chapter 20, verse 13 says, You shall not murder. Then, uh, specifically in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 24, it tells us, uh, Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those stumbling to, to the slaughter. If you say, Behold, we did not know this. Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? Again, Proverbs chapter 24, verses 11 and 12. 
Then Proverbs chapter 31, verses 8 and 9. Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. Again, that's Proverbs 31, verses 8 and 9. So again, those are just a few, but God's word is very clear that it's it's against the word of God and the will of God to take the innocent life of a baby. So it's important that we understand that. Now, the Bible also tells us in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our the sin, any and all of our sins, including the sin of abortion, if we confess it, repent of it, and ask God to forgive us, Without question, yes, we serve a merciful Heavenly Father that will clearly forgive that sin. By no means is it an unforgivable sin, not at all. God will, if we confess it and repent, yes, God will forgive. Father, thank you for every believer listening. Help us to be wide open to really listening to your truth as it relates to the life issue and help us to walk in that truth. And Lord, for any who've gone down the road of abortion already, touch them, help them to see that yes, you're a Heavenly Father, that clearly, as you said in your word, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes, you will indeed forgive that person and make them, wash them clean once again. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, again, an on, uh, on an ongoing basis, we are encouraging every single listener to make it your goal to seek the Lord and ask God to show you what he'd have you to do to get involved. A wise thing for every believer listening to do is, at minimal, find out where your local pregnancy clinic is. Go visit the clinic and pray daily for the ministry of that local pregnancy clinic as well. I would encourage you to pray about, ask the Lord to... um, Ask the Lord to guide you in the matter of becoming a monthly donor to that work because the fact is your average pregnancy clinic is poorly funded, sadly. As much as we'd like to say that they're well-funded, the sad reality is your average pregnancy clinic is very poorly funded and the workers are paid minimally too often. I would encourage you to pray about, again, giving Whatever gift the Lord puts on your heart to give monthly to your local pregnancy clinic, because again, they can use your help. Yes, they can. And sometimes people make the big mistake of thinking, well, I can't do much, so why should I do anything? Well, remember, even 5 or $10 a month does make a difference. And remember, if you have 100 people giving 5 or $10 a month, just see how that will add up. So please pray and ask the Lord what he'd have you to do on a monthly basis for your local pregnancy clinic Yes, it does make a difference. I want to take time now to share an article that I recently had the chance to put on the AFA stand, and it has to do with a ministry that my wife, Brady, and I have had the privilege of helping to begin. It serves in the Mississippi Delta. The the title of the article is His Hands and Feet in the Mississippi Delta, and if you'd like to get a copy of the article, we'll be glad to share it with you. Uh, My email, once again, is joseph at afr.net, and that's joseph at afr.net. But here's the article again, the title, His His Hands and Feet in the Mississippi Delta. God is doing wonderful things in the Mississippi Delta. Allow me to share an exciting testimony of what the Lord recently did in the last, uh, last few weeks and how he has reached through the ministry, the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center ministry, in part to carry out this important work. One of our clients, a precious young mom, 
has such a powerful testimony of how the Lord has demonstrated his eternal love for her and her family. Uh, Patricia, and of course this is a, a pseudonym name, Patricia was apparently a desperate young mom, so desperate that she had driven across a number of states from her home state in the Mississippi Delta to get a surgical abortion. While she was far from home in another state, though her goal was to get an abortion, something else happened, something wonderful. She, quote-unquote, accidentally ran into the arms of Jesus. God sent a wonderful servant of the Lord from the national ministry Love Life along her path. This person persuaded her to keep her baby. Also, the same person shared the gospel of Jesus Christ with Patricia, and Patricia received Christ as her Lord and Savior. Patricia then proceeded to head back home, yet didn't have enough money, have enough gas money to get back to Mississippi. Well, Love Life contacted someone in Mississippi who in turn contacted our ministry, the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center Ministry. And by God's grace, we were able to connect with Patricia and with the assistance of one or more of other Love Life ministry individuals, we were able to help her get gas money to make it back home. Soon my wife, Birdie, and I had the privilege of meeting Patricia in person. We got to meet her, pray, and visit with her and minister to her. Patricia right away let us know that she really wanted to get her own place to live in for her and her children. She and her children were all living with her mom in her mother's home. Fast forward a few months, and Patricia gave birth to a beautiful baby boy, a handsome and very special little guy. Praise God. We continued to be in touch with Patricia and pray with her over a period of months. Just within the last several weeks, we were in touch with her and asked her how we could pray for her, and she shared, I've found an apartment. I just need a little financial help, and I can get into it. Well, to make a long story short, we, along with the assistance, of assistance from a local church, were able to help her financially do what she needed to do and get in her to, into her apartment. Praise the Lord. She was so excited, she texted me a picture of the keys to her new apartment and she sent a number of additional texts expressing her excitement and gratitude to the Lord. And for time reasons, I won't continue the article. But again, the title of the article is His Hands and Feet in the Mississippi Delta. I want to ask you to please pray for the ministry of the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center Ministry. We are a mobile medical ministry that serves in the Mississippi Delta. We very much desire your prayers. And also, uh, we invite you to pray about, as I mentioned, we're encouraging every listener to pray about the possibility of becoming a monthly donor to your local pregnancy clinic. But we also invite you to pray about the possibility of becoming a monthly donor to help this ministry if you feel so led of the Lord. Our website is deltapchc.org. Again, that's deltapchc.org. And at minimal, if you'll pray daily for our ministry, we very much desire your prayers. But also, if you feel so led of the Lord to become a monthly donor, we would really, really appreciate that. So thank you again uh, for considering that possibility. Lord, thank you for all the work that's being done through ministries like Heartbeat International, through local pregnancy ministries, and many other ministries that are serving, that help us and encourage us to stand for life and against the tragedy of abortion. Stir us as the church to become more and more passionate for this issue in the way and ways you would have us to be. Help us to be about the work of being your hands and feet, standing up for the unborn, standing up for the children who can't speak for themselves. Help us to be faithful to do just that daily as your church. In Jesus' name we do pray. 
Amen. Well, as we usually do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never invited Jesus Christ to come in your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, we'd like to invite you to make that all-important, eternally important decision today. If you'd like to commit your heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved today, would you, from your heart, pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in touch with you. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please email us so we can share with you some literature and resource material that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please do get in touch with us. Once again, that email, joseph at afr.net. And If you'd like to get a copy of the article that we shared earlier, His Hands and Feet in the Mississippi Delta, same email, joseph at afr.net. Thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate you listening in. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.